in a world where all mermaids are white and Trump is the new god. From the creators of Black Panther and Medea Goes to Jail, in conjunction with Fuck Whitey Films and Tyler Perry Studios, comes the story of Black Ariel. Against all odds, she was determined to make it and prove them wrong. Why don't you swim back to Harlem, you black mer bitch? You'll never make it. Yeah, get out of here, Blackie. A story about a black mermaid's dream to be seen and respected. Look, honey, you're a great mergal. What a hot body. You're super talented, but Hollywood's not ready for a black mermaid, especially one with dreadlocks. She's a mermaid with a big heart, and nothing will stop her. Yeah, 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 under the sea, I got it. Look, this is SeaWorld, not Disney. So stop singing, shut the fuck up, and feed those goddamn seals. Under the sea. <laughs> Coming soon, February 2023. Black Ariel, a real-life mermaid story. This film has not yet been rated. This is the new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. So sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Welcome to Decoding 40. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for another episode of Decoding 40. I'm your host, Vincent Perez, this week, and I am joined by my boys. It's your boy, L.O. Actually, there's no AKA this week, but I wanted to just let you all know that while my paychecks say that I have a pretty good job, my lifestyle is strongly suggesting that I need to get out here and start moving these bricks. <laughs> that is an AKA. <laughs> this is Alaric. That's what's up. That's what's up. This is the time of the hour that we normally do our check-in, but we just want to check in with all of you out there first, making sure that you listen to us every Friday. That's right. Every Friday we come, we, you know, our episodes drop, come and listen to us. Make sure that you uh, send us emails at decoding 40 at Gmail. Make sure that you check us on our IG. Make sure you check us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you check us out. Anybody want to uh, start the check-in this week? I have a update on um, the saga, which continues. On my insurance struggles, I'm about to get on the road and drive down to Baltimore. And I'll catch you up just in case you haven't been listening to the last three weeks or last month and a half. My car was in an accident. It was completely the other driver's fault. They smashed into the car. Their insurance company was refusing to pay for the rental during the time period that we were waiting for a part to come in to repair my car. They said they were only paying for it when it's in the shop being repaired, not while it's waiting for the part to be repaired. So immediately I filed a complaint with the Department of Finance for the state of New York, and I came on here and I ranted about it. As I'm driving down to Baltimore um, yesterday, I get a phone call and it's a 1-866 number and I usually don't answer them, but I'm like, okay, I paid all my credit cards this month, so it's not a bill collector. Let me just go ahead and answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really chipper guy. Yeah. Hey, this is the guy from State Farm. How can I help you? Oh, you know, we're going to go ahead and pay for the rental. We're going to extend it for you. and We're going to go ahead and pay for uh, your rental until your car gets repaired. We see that the part's going to be in at such and such a time. And, you know, we'll, we'll just go ahead and pay for that. Any reason for this change of mind, change of policy? No reason. We're just trying to be a good state farm. Somebody more senior sort of video. Well, first I sent the video to Department of Finance, who... They can, they are the regulators for insurance companies in the state of New York. And I sent it to them. I sent them the letter that they sent me saying that they were taking full responsibility because they never said in the letter that they were only covering certain amount of time. They said that they were covering it, covering the rental in full. Mm -hmm. So waiting for a, a backordered part wasn't part of the agreement. They, that's not what they told me they were going to do. And so I guess the state said, uh, you can't do that, schmucko. And um, they're going to pay for it. 
that seems to be the end of that um, shipper white guy on the phone <laughs> oh he was how so- are you <laughs> he was ned flanders i'm almost positive he said do that. Ned. <laughs> hello brother hello brother in christ <laughs> this is ned from state farm you know what's better than jesus <laughs> state farm neighbor yeah so i guess that is the end chapter in that saga and now i will uh maybe i'll get some tickets on the car maybe i'll get a couple flat tires <laughs> i'm not sure what i'll do i'm definitely going to take hilarious. it off road i'm definitely going to take it off road now since mm. they're paying for it and it's their responsibility and uh do not use this as evidence against me in court state farm um, the uh, the other thing i wanted to talk about was um Last Friday, we hung out at uh, Stolen Jackets at our Decoding 40 meeting. And if you don't know what Stolen Jackets are, and you're new to the podcast, that is our favorite watering hole. That's not the actual name of it, but we're not going to tell you the real name of it because we don't want you to go there because the drinks are so cheap. And if you show up, <laughs> those prices will start going up. Exactly. So we need you to stay away. Anyway, so we're ordering, I think it might have been the first round, right? Yep. Might have been the first round. Yeah, I think you were ordering... Well, Al, did you have a drink by the time we got there? Uh, yeah, I was already there, and I had my drink, and then you guys were ordering your first yeah, round. Yeah. Right. So I go to the bar. I'm ordering uh, tequila from for myself, and Vin was drinking a Guinness. And, you know, he put the two drinks down, and I automatically just gave him two bills. I gave him two 20s because I forgot where I was. And usually in New York, you're 20-something. It, mm-hmm. For two drinks, you're you're at like twenty one dollars, twenty two dollars, mm-hmm. and I want to change, so I gave him two twenties. He came back with six dollars, maybe six dollars, eight dollars. I don't know. He came back with eight dollars because I because I tipped him two and I had six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I go back to the table and I'm like, wait a minute, I forgot where I am. My tequila should be six bucks, and I think your beer was six dollars, five or six dollars, maybe five or six dollars. Yeah, I'm like, I, yeah, I definitely got shorted. So I went back to the bar. I'm like. Um, my guy, I gave you two twenties. How much is that Guinness? Um, so I think you owe me some more change. He's like, no, no, you gave me one bill. And I know that because I always rub the bills when I get means rub the um, bills together, <laughs> but like I uh, rub my balls. Hey buddy. <laughs> I'm positive that it's I gave you place. <laughs> No, uh, you I'm, didn't. I'm positive I gave you two. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> I left the house with eighty dollars and some change. I stopped, got some pizza on my way there, got a pack of gum, all with that same twenty. So I had sixty when I went to the bar. I gave him two twenties. I have one twenty left in my pocket and some singles. I'm like, my guy, I gave you. $40 and he's insisting. And he's like, well, you know, I'm just going to have to call my manager and I'm going to have to close the till. I'm like, well, whatever you have to do to settle this dispute is what you got to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Do it. It's always a customer service issue. Like why, mm-hmm. why is it seems to follow me around anyway? I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you're just going to have to shut it down. So he decides he's going to call the owner of the place. Right. I guess he lives upstairs next door. Mm-hmm. And he just happens to be walking in the bar. Like, I don't know him, but L knows him. And he definitely knows Vin. And he's like, uh, just give him the 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no fight. We're not counting the till. We're not shutting anything down. Just give him the- <laughs> because, because if you count that till, you're going to count all the mob money and the fucking money that goes through the fucking, <laughs> you know, police, policeman's benevolent association or whatever the fuck. And it's not, it's not worth the aggravation to him. No, not for 20 bucks. It's not. No, it wasn't. And I'm glad he did that. But here's a piece that I didn't like. Mm. The bartender had a real funky attitude, like kind of all night. And he was mad aggressive to black people. He he did. And right. when he gave the 20 back, he actually slammed it on the bar. Oh, did he? And the owner, and I think his name is Mike. Mike picks up the 20 and then he hands it to you. Yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to understand, was was this the bartender's money? Like, why was he so gung-ho? Because he, he was trying to steal it. He was putting it in <laughs> yeah, his Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. That $20, he needed that $20 for whatever. Yeah. But I, I was ridiculous. And and I'm glad the owner was like, you know, these guys are here all the time. Like, you know why why are, we, why are we fighting over $20? Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is that if they hadn't given that money back, 
we would have flamed them on the podcast. They oh, would have sure. got destroyed. And we would have given out. Real, you would have got we them got real names. Government names. <laughs> right. Address. <laughs> we would have called Hawk Newsom and been up there. Um, <laughs> what I also didn't like is the bartender goes, well, I can give you guys shots. For what? <laughs> what? <laughs> in, in exchange for not giving you a 20. Yeah. I'm like, like I'll pay you niggas in liquor. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, sir? No, just give them the twenty dollars. That'll yeah. be fine. We'll pay for our own shots. I mean, it was it was all principle. It's not like I'm not hurting for twenty bucks, right? I had another. If I was, I had another twenty. It doesn't right. matter. That's four more shots. <laughs> no, it doesn't no. matter. Give me, give me what you owe me. Yeah, it's but I like money. the white people that were sitting around the bar. They they were sort of per- perplexed and also excited by the idea of what could have potentially transpired at the bar. Because mm-hmm. they were like, is this going to be some racial shit that I'm sitting they, in the middle of? They, they was ready for their action news. And they news. really were. Like the woman was sitting there with her mouth gaping wide open. All I know is this black man was very aggressive. <laughs> she had a camera app ready to go. Yeah. On the ready. On the ready. Citizens app ready. <laughs> and the white guy that was sort of sitting to your left, he was like, is it going down? God, is this black guy gonna fucking it's fuck him up? Go down. But I just was like, yeah, if if you if you're the, the bartender till. and you feel that strongly, check the till. Right. Mm-hmm. If you feel that strongly about not wanting to uh or you feel like you did not take an extra 20 from a uh customer, check the till. It's only gonna take you what 10 minutes, really, because yeah. you know what you, you started with. Open that long. Mm-hmm. So it's not that exactly. much. Exactly. He said I already made a profit. Like Stop what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Profit. You got, Rich, still, you made a you profit. Still, you still got to punch in numbers when you... When right, you, right. There's like, a, there's a, there's a, there's he's going to put, started with 50 plus <laughs> profit. <laughs> How much we got? <laughs> what kind of math is that, sir? <laughs> one for you, one, two, three for me. <laughs> one for you, two for you. Yeah. Because if, well, if it wasn't that, you can roll back the tape. Cause I know you got, I know you got cameras on that bar. Yeah, they do. They got cameras in that bar. Yeah, but you know, it didn't go down like that. Thanks, Mike, for uh, making sure that your your regular customers are taken care of. Loyals are taken care of. It, it's nice to be a regular now. It is. It is. Yeah. Because we pretty much are the only three older black guys that go to that uh-huh. <laughs> Exactly. I think we're the only black guys that go in there, as no, a group. Other black as guys, a group. but as a group, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. There's other black guys, but they're right. with yeah, But I don't think I think I think there's like we broke the rules like three or four together at once. There's usually like one black guy and four white guys. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A mixed chick and like right. two Asians and a, and a white guy. There's never yeah. like four black men in there at one time together, no, together right. drinking drinks and not causing trouble. Right. <laughs> but loud as fuck. <laughs> and we always basically sit at the same table. So it's kind of. Yeah. Weird. First one's in. First one's out. Right. Yep. <laughs> Should go down in the back. We out. <laughs> we out. <laughs> we out, son. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I want any parts of that shit that's happening by the pool <laughs> that's table. That's part of our evening. Exactly. That's not on the agenda, my friend. You know. So there's, there's still our favorite bar. Yeah. And we'll see you in a week or so. Surely. Yeah, absolutely. Recording 40. You see, boy, murder, death, kill. You have know I me, mean, shit. If you like listening to the motherfucking show, son, make sure you subscribe to Code of 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and motherfucking TikTok, son. What's up with you, Al? I'm going to just keep going with, with uh, stolen jackets. So the other funny thing happens is while we're sitting there and this aggressive uh, bartender is IDing black people, oh, yeah. this black woman walks in. And he's pretty on top of her, like, hey, hey, you got your ID? And for some odd reason, she does not have her ID or her, doesn't have her physical ID. But she says she ID. has a picture of it on her phone. So he's basically telling her, that's not going to fly. This is New York City. If we get raided, it'll be a problem. I got to ask you to leave. We get raided. What is this fucking prohibition? What is this, right. 1920s? <laughs> right, right. Get out of here. Now, she. So before she. Here, she. <laughs> right. <laughs> You see? Two so, uh, <laughs> before she leaves, I ask her what happened. Mm-hmm. Now, the first question that goes in my mind is, you're an adult. Why don't you have mm-hmm. your ID? This is New York City. 
mm-hmm. in 2022. What are you doing with pictures of your ID? Right. Okay. Well, well, well let's well, let's entertain what you have to say. Right. Exactly. <laughs> was it a something might have happened because life? something her, it was probably a, I don't know what it was a picture of. Yeah, she, we, she didn't say, but she, just, she didn't show anything. She said it was a picture of her ID. It's okay. a picture of her ID, and we don't know if hey, maybe she lost it, maybe. Who knows? Right. Maybe, maybe why would it expired and she's waiting for the new one in the mail. I don't yeah, know. Right. Who knows? So Vin, in a friendly chat, shares with her that he did not show his ID when he came yeah. into the bar. Mm-hmm. And she gets a bug up her ass and a, what? a light bulb above her head <laughs> to think that she's going to use this newfound information yeah. Yeah. to help her stay at the bar. Yeah. So around this time, as we're starting to, as she's starting to formulate, I guess, her plan. and She was trying to form off her sharp, her sharpened plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was getting it together. About to uh, chain herself to the, uh, <laughs> to the bar. To the oh, bitch in the bar. Call Sharpen, have them, <laughs> have them down here. We've been getting interviewed. Like, why do you guys go to this bar, you fucking sellouts? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no niggas here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was so Kanye uh, oh, oh, I know was I was so, going to go to Kanye, so Kanye. Like, nah, I'm not going that far. but um so the bartender like is He's way too aggressively comes around the bar hey I told you has late. his hands up yeah go ahead Vin <laughs> he was he was like he was aggressive like she like pissed on the bar or something like right he's just like hey you gotta go like she was like she was selling us something like soliciting right. us for crack or something right and, or, and she or like she was there. bothering us like she wasn't right. bothered yeah, yeah 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 he wasn't screaming but he was definitely he nasty was def- aggressive. Yeah. yeah 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 he was I've given you enough time it's yeah. time for you to go right it's time for you to go okay he he was reversed he was he was he was being a ken yeah he was he was, he was on his ken shit he is definitely a ken he was yeah. on his ken shit so in the midst of Ken getting his shit off, Ken, Ken. she goes, well, I have it under good authority that you're not checking everyone's ID. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking good authority. <laughs> what? And, 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 this, and that's hold up. And it, and it was at that point that I started to hear the sounds of a bus backing up right, and the right. smell of diesel fuel. Because <laughs> this bitch was revving her bus up to run it right over me. <laughs> You were completely in her sights. So while she's continuing to make her argument that Vin had not shown his ID and the bartender, and it's funny, the bartender goes back and this is his argument, uh, argumentative style is, yes, I did. And she says, no, you didn't. Same, same thing that you and uh, he were going through. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is I was about to just kind of come to her aid in a sense to tell him to chill out. But when it was clear that she full on was about to throw Vin under the bus, I just shut up. Yeah. She was like, well, you didn't check his ID. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, son. And like, so, I, I had to reach in my pocket to pull out my ID. Right. Because Ken then immediately goes, yeah. and I see your ID. Now, you know what? I even, I kind of beat him to it because I, I already knew where it was going. And I mm-hmm. saw him kind of talking to her and he kind of, he gave me the look like, can I see your ID? Look, he gave me that fucking look. So yeah. I kind of like, you know, here you go, man. Like whatever. And then she, it shut her down and got her out of there. But yeah, she, she rolled right. She wrote, she just totally drove over me, man. She, <laughs> my legs were crushed. It was, she didn't give a shit, man. It was body parts everywhere. She did not care. Yeah. My thing is if you were that desperate for a drink, you should have went somewhere where they wasn't carding people. Right. And in, and in New York, I think I want to say every bar cards now. I don't know. They, they well, I don't know. The, they see the me. The second spot like, that we go to, doesn't card we're old we're old yeah I, the, they, well, they see me there they don't even ask me no yeah come on yeah. look at my i have a guy I have, I have a white beard practically like they're not asking me questions yeah, i don't look every like time him. i'm there the the security guard is like nah you good bro <laughs> yeah next time like nigga do i look like benjamin buttons to you why are you iding me <laughs> matter of fact when we went to mo's they didn't even card us no no no, he just waved us in. I right, yeah, y'all look like you was born in the nineteen hundreds. You better step off, Grandpa. Born in the fifties. Uh huh. These old niggas. So uh, so yeah. So um, that happened. We finished a couple drinks. Uh, then we decided to take it back to BK and uh, hit up a couple spots. I don't want to say the second spot, even though we may have already said it. So if we did, don't pay attention to that. Um. <laughs> 
that's not the real name. But the second spot, I, I just like that spot. We always get there at the exact right time. Wait, before the second spot? The third spot, I'm sorry. The, the third, third spot. spot. Yeah, the second spot was just weird. Oh, yeah, that was just crazy. Like, I didn't know where we were. The way people were sitting, the way it was spaced out, it was just... The music. This was not, yeah, this was not uh, inviting to kind of hang out and chill. At all. So, yeah, so the third spot, I love that, because when we get there, it's like right before the crowd gets in, and it's just way too many people, and... um. Yeah, so that 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 happened with that. After I left you guys, I went to try to find a spot to go eat. Had to hit three spots before I found kitchen that was still open. And it wasn't even that late. It was like almost 12. Yeah. And the kitchens were closed, so I was kind of pissed. So I find a Mexican spot that didn't have tacos. What? Yeah. It did not have tacos. Yeah. So they you run out of takes, tortillas? No. They, they, they just did not have them on the menu. So I asked. I'm like, you don't have tacos? He's like, no, my friend. No, we don't. This is really Mexican food. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Give me my fucking gringo tacos to go, bitch. Who the fuck do you think you are not having tacos? Right. And then I wanted shrimp so bad. I wound up ordering a shrimp soup. And I was yeah. like, the shrimp was delicious, but I'm like, I, I'm not going to eat the soup, bro. Yeah. But uh, everything else was good. Um, the rice and beans was delicious. And the uh, guacamole was good as well. This is real Mexican food, my friend. But then the other thing I wanted to share is I watched a great documentary on Netflix called The Redeem Team, which is about, I think it's the 2008 USA basketball team um, with LeBron and Wade and, and oh, yeah, Kobe. Oh, that, uh, that on the uh, Netflix um, lineup, like top 10. Definitely worth a watch. Definitely. I mean, like if you're in, into basketball, it's a beautiful display of basketball. And I think the way that they told the story was really engaging. And it was just great to see Kobe, you know, from back then and just hear him talk and just kind of see that same Mamba mentality at play. And it was also sort of a turning point for him when it came to those guys is in, in terms of their friendship, because Kobe was notoriously a loner and isolated himself for the most part because I think the way he came into the league, he was already sort of a phenom and he was the youngest kid and the NBA was different and it was older guys. So he didn't really have the camaraderie that LeBron and Dwayne, uh, Wade and uh, CP3 and all of them had. But they extended their arms and, and their uh, friendship to him and he embraced it. And it was it was just it was a great way to tell a story about um, redemption on a number of levels. Did they win? Um, did they take the goal? They did win. They won the goal. Yes. Um, <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> Fucking Marv out. Yes. But, uh, yes. Yeah, and it was, it, I didn't even realize in 72, U.S. got cheated out of uh, the basketball game. Doug Collins, of all people, shot two ice-cold free throws at the end of the game. I think there was maybe one second left. So the score was 51-50, U.S., and then Russia tried to throw the ball down the court, missed the shot, game over. All of a sudden they hear, no, there's three seconds left. Where'd they come from? Exactly. So Russia throws it again. This time they get the basketball shot, game over. U.S. loses. Mm. So um, it was crazy. So, But I, it was it a was nice little history. I, I definitely recommend anybody to watch it. In terms of other news, Everything is swimmingly well. And if it isn't, I won't tell you anyway, because this is a podcast that will be recorded forever. So with that, this is Leon. I'm done speaking. And that's my check-in. Wait, before we move on, do you remember which dream team, quote unquote, lost? Do you remember? It, what, what, yeah, it was a uh, 04 team, I think, with Carmelo, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and a few other people whose faces I can see, but I can't remember the names. And was Carmelo on the next team? Yeah. Hmm. He was I on both teams. He, I thought he was the poison, but maybe it's not. No, it's you know what? He was actually young. What, what what happened was, if you want to get into it, this was, a, it was the height of when the NBA was the league. Like, yeah. it dominated the world. And the Dream Team, obviously, just smashed smashed its competition 
So they sort of were playing on those laurels. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the world was getting better and had a different flow of the game. And the NBA players had not adopted that play. Mm -hmm. And international basketball is different than NBA basketball. Mm -hmm. So they just they just got beat um, and they got beat in the uh, not only the Olympics, but in the uh, world games. Wow. That team really sucked ass. Yeah. So it was it was a it, and even from a business standpoint, it was great because it talked about how do you shift the culture of an organization to rethink and recalibrate to address uh, issues and challenges that it has at hand. So I really liked it. I, I stayed up late and enjoyed it. And on that note, I'm glad you reminded me. The movie I cannot stay up and watch, I've tried three times now, is Rush Hour. Rush Hour is like melatonin to me. <laughs> you mean um, with, with uh, Chris Jack Rock. Chan? Not Chris Rock. Not Chris Rock. Uh, Chris Tucker. Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker and uh, Jackie Chan, yeah. Is it really? Oh, okay. I've is tried. boring or you? No, I don't know. Something about, something that's happening in the storyline just puts me out. It, it could be the whiskey that I'm drinking while I'm watching it yeah. as well. <laughs> that might have something. <laughs> I can't say that. Oh, I'm and on that note, look, look, and I'm drink tonight I'm drinking Sazerac, uh, 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 a show favorite. Sazerac. Um, and over the weekend I was drinking uh, Slow and Low, which is incredibly deceptive. Um, so there are two other drinking uh, recommendations from your boy. And on that note, this is Leon. That's my check-in, and I'm done speaking. Again. Again. Well, <laughs> well that's what's up, Alan. That's what's up. You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's good, people? This is your boy, L.O.A.K.A., the ad man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. I don't really have too much to talk about other than, I mean, after we hung out on Friday, I wound up coming home and I was pretty feeling it. You know what I mean? I took the, I wound up taking a damn uh, Lyft or Uber from, from Brooklyn to Jersey and it wasn't cheap, but I just was not about to get on that funky ass train at 10 30, 11 o'clock in Brooklyn and have to ride that shit down to downtown and take the path. I was like, no, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and spend whatever the fuck it costs. But as I was driving or not driving, as I was being taken home by the car, I decided to call Uber Eats. And this is you called this, Uber Eats from your Uber. That's hilarious. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I call Uber Eats from my Uber or Lyft or whatever. I forgot what I took. I, I call Uber Eats. Did Uber had, coordinate both of them so you the food would arrive at the right time? Uh, the the food arrived about uh 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes after I got home because it was mm -hmm. late night and normally it would, it would have arrived when I got home, but it was late night. And the only thing that was open was McDevils. Mm -hmm. So I had uh, some cheeseburgers and French fries, fen fries. Cheeseburgers, plural? Yeah, there's a two cheeseburger meal. I, bro, I have it's no a, idea. It's a, it's, what, it's, it's a two <laughs> cheeseburger meal with a medium fries, a drink, and a four-piece nuggets. A medium? What? A medium drink. Okay. Two cheeseburgers, four piece nuggets, fries, and a medium drink. Yeah, I think I might have had three cheeseburgers. I don't remember. If I ordered three wow. cheeseburgers with fries, I don't remember. I had a fat guy moment. Anyway, it was delicious. My stomach. <laughs> he wants to gloss over that. <laughs> man, anyway, <laughs> fuck y'all niggas, man. Uh, anyway. Uh, Yo, your body I is going to be preserved forever. Any day, my I woke up the next day and uh, like my wife calls it, the man, the man in your stomach was like, "All right, everybody out, <laughs> everybody out, get your stuff and get the fuck out." And the coffee comes in there like, "Yes, my friend, everybody must." <laughs> coffee comes in strong. I'm strong with the mustache. Everybody leaves. So yeah, I woke up the next morning. Uh, didn't have a terrible hangover the next day. Felt pretty good. Saturday, because uh, Friday the, the Mets played and we, the game was kind of in the background at, at different locations of where we were until we yeah. got into Brooklyn. The Mets lose that one. I decided to watch the game on Saturday. They happened to win that game. Yeah, that was um, a good game. That was actually a pretty good game. And I said, fuck it. Well, Sunday, I, I knew that I wasn't going to go anywhere. So I got up and I seasoned up and made me a nice hearty beef stew with potatoes 
went and got some beers, uh, got some snacks, was ready to watch the fucking game, man. Turn on the Mets game, and they proceeded to shat and shit and throw up and do everything on the bed that they could and lost six to fucking zero. I mean, the and offense was nowhere to be found. Dismal. With the exception of the fucking one hit that uh, the polar bear guy, what's his fucking name? I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, Voldemort. No, no, not that fucking fucking fat. He looks like a fucking uh, Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. Uh, um, Pillsbury Doughboy and the Michelin Man had a kid. It looked like that. That's exactly who he looks like. Um, His nickname is the polar bear. He's one of the best hitters on the Mets. Had like 40 home runs this year. I can't think of this guy's name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He 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 got one base hit. I just proceeded to watch this pitching. This pitcher shut the Mets down totally to nothingness. And I began to just lace Facebook and IG with all types of, uh, you know, disrespectful memes because I've been a fan since fucking 82. Okay. I've been a fan since I was a kid. I watched them win in 86 and I was ecstatic. I was in seventh grade the last time these niggas won. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's time to win another championship. And what the fuck? Like you get, how the hell you had 10 and a half games in first. And I don't care. Everybody says, well, you know, um, the Braves were playing at an impossible pace of almost 800 percentage baseball. Yeah. But you still got to win your fucking games, right? Mm-hmm. You had a 10 and a half game lead. You blew that. Then you go to the fucking wild card and you totally shit the bed. And the one of your best pitchers who's supposed to be the best pitcher in baseball I mean, he shat the bed on, on on the first game, just giving up home runs. So that fucking just put me in a bad fucking mood Sunday night because I was like, I wanted to see them win because, again, it's been since seventh grade. I'm I'm going to be 49 this year. You do the math. It's the been Mets too fucking long. Are the Knicks of baseball? Yeah, Don't I was just getting used to it. Don't yeah, say yeah. I mean, it's it's Don't orange and blue skies not as bad. everywhere. It's yeah. not, oh, it's not. what are you talking about? We, They're not that bad. <laughs> the they Knicks haven't the won a championship. Since 73. Yes. The Mets has been since 86, but the Mets have been in the World Series a couple of times since then. It's oh, just, I see. I you know you what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at least, like, come on, this is my thing. At least, you they won 101 games this year. So you think, you would think they would at least get to the, the first or second rounds of the playoffs, not the wild card, but, the, you know, make it interesting. Get, you know, lose and, and you don't get to the World Series. You guys lose in the ninth inning. Seventh game. I can I can I can accept that. But you fucking shit the bed the last season, last week of the season, and then you fucking, you know, what makes it even worse, they were at City Field when they got their ass whooped. So yeah. I'm just ugh, I'm disgusted with that fucking team. Um Well, there's one good thing that happened. We won't have to talk about baseball on this show. <laughs> this is the most we've talked sports at all, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate I know baseball. I know. I hate it. I know. I played. Remember, Vin, we were on the same little league team. Yeah, Rick Rick hated baseball back then, and uh, he never liked it. Well, first of all, I wasn't very good, and then we had a coach that was not very nice to you if you were not very good. Who, Darby Mills' father? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. He's probably a very nice man, but it sounded like he was yelling all the time Uh, because you're fucking up. Get in front of that goddamn ball! Fuck you! I dropped that knee. Get in front of that goddamn ball, boy! And you don't get hit with the ball. It hurts. Nobody wants that. I had that one shining moment playing Little League where somebody hit up. I was in I was in I was in right field. Mm-hmm. Somebody hit a, a a pop fly to right field. And I'm running towards where I think the ball is gonna be. And I completely lose it in the sun. So now I'm just running with my glove out. <laughs> I don't I don't see shit. My eyes probably were closed. I don't even know. And the ball lands in my glove. Like wow. Of of I didn't do it. But I looked like the hero for that 5 seconds. And then I'm uh, like throw the ball. Throw it home. I what? Did it. Huh? What? I did it. <laughs> hey. That reminds me of my youngest was playing uh playing ball or t-ball there was this one kid on his team who would tackle the kids on his team for the ball then get the ball and then run around in the outer field with the ball where the other kids would have to chase him for the ball 
No, he was just a jerk. Look, okay. look, and I'm sorry. Kids are jerks. Well, kids can't be jerks. How old were they? Had to be about five or six. Mm, okay. Six? No. No, not okay. Not okay. Not okay. And we and all the parents would look at that kid's dad like, what did you treat this kid? Sugar? Yeah. Right. I remember playing um, Little League. I played in Rochdale. First time I played Little League was T-ball. And I was playing in Rochdale and was on his team. And there was this little girl that played on the team with us. Mm. And she was good, she, wasn't she? No, no, she was horrible. Um, oh. She <laughs> she wound up. I I want to say she made contact with the ball on the tee. And instead of going to first base, she ran straight to second base, like straight past the pitcher <laughs> into the outfield. Wait, she went to second base to the outfield? She went straight. Uh, into the that's got to be a double. <laughs> and I was like, the fuck is going on here? Like, even as a kid, I was like, the fuck? <laughs> you know? um, but I loved baseball as a kid. That's one sport I love to play and I love to watch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, other than the baseball game and, and the, you know, the night out the other night, it was, uh, you know, I had a great time, you know, as always. So that's going to be my check-in. What's good, people? This is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X-Hamster. Oh, wait. That's my private account. Don't follow that. Decoding 40. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so, you know, that was our wonderful check-in. And uh, today, we're going to uh, sit back and relax and just have a discussion amongst the fellas. We don't do that enough on this show. Sometimes we have a certain format where we just come subject after subject, and we don't have time to just, like, really talk about what's on our minds. I know earlier today we were just in our pre-production meeting, and uh, L was kind of just fed up with the way things are going today. You care to elaborate on that, L? Uh, sure. It's like, obviously, Kanye... And uh, Kundis, what's her last name? <laughs> Kundis. Kundis Owens. Kundis Owens sucked all the air out of the planet with their stunt um, wearing the uh, White Lives Matter shirts. Shout out to uh, Yasin Bey, who yes. uh, spun that. White Lives Matter. White Lives Matter. But yeah, it's, it just seems to be like a uh, just a, a preponderance of... Um, video and content that's just directed towards black trauma and 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 pain porn and i just i just could not absorb it anymore and um anything that i was looking at on instagram was happy black people and yeah. and it's it just became so abundantly clear like who is on these platforms just trying to elevate people and who is trying to uh, denigrate them and you know sometimes when i saw someone put something stupid i would respond but typically i just keep it moving but even even the twerk videos i was kind of um tired of that uh there's a video what? well i'm gonna explain why there's a video oh. circulating of a black woman who is dressed supposedly from um when she was enslaved twerking in a cotton field while someone is throwing cotton at her as if it's money. Oh. And I was saying to myself, this is where we are. Some ignorant. Wow. This that is has to be are. the most ignorant shit I have heard of all week. Right. And like I couldn't think of any ethnic group that would take their ancestors in their most vulnerable, the most vulnerable period of their lives and in history mm. and ridicule them like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, if you think about the culture that we grow up in, that's sort of how we learn about it. It's, it's something you're taught to be ashamed about, embarrassed about, or something that's, uh, that can be ridiculed. I mean, we, we've done it here. We've done it here. Yeah, we, and, I, and about, I actually thought about, about that. that era. I thought about that, but, we we provided context. That was the difference. Right. All you see in this video is just someone throwing cotton at a woman twerking. Yeah, I mean, it sounds... I haven't seen it, but it sounds in very poor taste. Yeah. 
Um, that's on the same uh, wavelength as that thing that uh, remember years ago was it Revolt or what? What, what was it uh, at the time that did it? Not Revolt. Um, Russell Simmons platform. And oh, he did the thing with the, yeah, he did the thing with the the slave having sex with the white man or some shit like that. It was it was on. It was like one of the first skits they dropped on that platform, and they got a lot of heat for it. You guys don't remember that. No. All right, yeah, that's that happened before with it was on his I, I don't know if it was um uh, all deaf digital. It might have been all deaf digital. It was like the first month the shit came out. Mm. They did some some slavery type uh right. knockoff I, video. I, I don't remember what the scenario was, but I do remember the controversy because yeah. they did take it down. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think he spoke out about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Almost immediately they took it down. Fired or something. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I I I hear you, L, because it's it's exhausting being inundated with with all these stories of black pain, and in the many varieties that it comes, like like it's become normal to just open your social media and see this one's shooting, this bit of violence in this area of the country, this violation of someone's civil rights or or just violating by calling them out their name. I can dig it. I can understand why that would weigh heavy at times. I think this whole world is fucking, you know, in a in a in a tailspin right now from environmental effects, you know what I mean? Um there's a there's a war happening in Ukraine. There's wars and skirmishes throughout the continent of Africa and, and South America, there's always something going on. They're destroying the rainforests. Fascism and, and, and racism is at the forefront of a lot of these European governments now, as well as America. You, you've seen what happened in Brazil. You had a Donald Trump uh, wannabe down there. If Putin decides to push a button or one of these idiots over there does the wrong fucking move, the world can just be done. You know what I'm saying? As we know it. And that's that right there is something that's kind of riding in the background of everything else that's fucking that's fucking crazy right now. It just going outside to me seems different. It just seems everything just seems different. Like we're in a different dimension almost. The way things are just kind of happening every single day. You know, from from what you experience every day in your everyday life to what you're consuming you know, through your through your mind, through your eyes, every single day you look at TV or you go out or you read the paper. It's just, it's too much. I don't think more is happening. I think we just can't escape the knowledge of it. It's assaulting us on all fronts. Whether, if, if you're on Twitter, you're on IG, you're on Facebook, you're on Reddit, even your email, it's coming. You know what I mean? It's it's alerts coming from New York Times, from, you, well, can't, I- you can't escape it. It's not even like, it's like in our era, until you watched the news or read the newspaper, you didn't know shit, right? Well, can't you had to sit there and get that information. It wasn't being beamed to your phone. Well, you know, you say email because I've been getting that Camp Lejeune email and apparently they get millions. <laughs> so shout out to all the soldiers that were there. Yeah, up until soldiers and families. And up until 1982. Um, yeah, they're getting some dough. Is it but up not- to 92? Up to 82, 80, oh, 82, 82, no, 86. I think it was 1986. I, I see those commercials. They kind of play in my head all day in the background. Yeah. I'm sure they were kept, they kept poisoning them all the way to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they meant to say 2006 instead of 86. Right. Up until yesterday, if you were at Camp Lejeune, <laughs> you may. If you're watching this commercial right now, you're affected. <laughs> um, if you've heard of the name Camp Lejeune, you'll just have to wait 20 years and then we'll pay you. Yes. I don't know. I, I just don't like the energy of the frequency. I think that we're we're all on constantly from what we're listening to, what we're seeing. It's just it's just too much. I don't I, it's almost like we're in a we're the experiment almost. They're trying to see how far they can push uh, our minds as well as, you know, what we can take. You know, every Who's you they? Know, I don't know who they is. You know, <laughs> I just know they, they. There's something that they, whatever pushes, whatever motivates the system, because you can, I can't believe that this as a human. <laughs> no, 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 this is no. I can't believe as human beings, if you're a human fucking being, you have to have some sort of compassion. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
You don't have to have any compassion. So you, you just don't have to. Wait, why do you have to have some compassion? Because I don't think I, I, I don't think it's necessary for a population of 8 billion people to suffer on this planet. There's more than enough space. There's more than enough water. There's more than enough resources for all of us. And I can't understand why we can't see that. We can't, we can't, we know that this shit is not infinite. It's a finite number of resources and why we can't work together to try to maximize it. It just, to me, it, it's, we're headed towards the destruction of the planet. We, yes. well, we not know that. I, I why can't we figure this shit out? On, there's something you need to be afraid of. And if I'm the person to tell you to be afraid of it, you're going to gravitate towards me. And our condition, and I'm saying our in the collective, not individually, our condition has been conditioned so thoroughly that even when we have these glimpses and these moments of clarity, there are other levels and, and presumptions and ideas that have penetrated our psyche so deeply that we fall back into these programs. And I think a part of our process is to understand, I mean, not to go there, but it is sort of like the matrix. When, when are you actually thinking and when has the thought already been pre-planted inside of you? Impossible to know. But that's, that's the fun of the game. It's like watching them Popeye's commercials over and over and over and over again. And next thing you know, you're like, you know what? I feel like a two-piece. I don't know why. <laughs> but apparently. Like right now, chicken. Yeah. I mean, it's even worse than that. I mean, it's you know what I want right now? A gun. <laughs> whatever, whatever. And I'm not I'm not picking on you, but I'm I'm like being in an Uber calling Uber Eats. Yeah. Like like that's where it is. Like our movements are so programmed that even if you try to escape it, it's it's like, nah, <laughs> you're right but back you, at one. Do you want to escape? No, you want to continue to be uh lied to. I mean, that's a great question, because, I mean, I, I think everybody likes a good lie. Yeah. As long, as long as it don't hurt nobody. Is that what you're saying? Even if it hurts. Even if it hurts. I think that we all are on some armchair politicians and we're on some armchair shit because we, we're not ready to give up any of this shit, man. We talk that bullshit. We're not ready to do that. We're not ready to eat. Wait, wait give up what exactly? Everything that we have right now, life? It just can just something as easy as the cell phone. Let's just say that tomorrow we can't have cell phones anymore. People after people would lose their mind for about five minutes. But think about how many how many uh, countries and people are affected by cell phones and, and the creation of cell phones and the mines and the, and the children that have to go dig for these minerals and shit like that. Right. Well, the withdrawal would be catastrophic. You think it'd be worse than you think the kids would feel better? I'm no? talking about the adults. Yeah. Fuck them kids! Get them back in the mines. If, if you, <laughs> I need, I need if you hers, nigga. If you thought the NRA wasn't giving up their guns, wait till you try to take a fourteen-year-old cell phone. Yeah. Oh my god. Then you're gonna have a real fight on your hands. Get them kids back in the mines. Turn on those machines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Duke has been sitting on this seat for 50 years. <laughs> Hundred years. Oh, um, my dead body will have to rip it from my go dead hands. Yeah, I mean, Earthquake made a, a great joke about it, but if we turn the uh, Wi Fi off, immediately these kids come from whatever corner of the apartment that they were in mm -hmm. and come find us. Yeah. yeah. Is there a problem with the Wi Fi? <laughs> There's something oh, wrong with the Wi Fi. And the thing is, is that I think these kids have something in their brain that actually hears when the shit turns off, something like that. They have a they have a Wi-Fi detector that's implanted in their brains because they don't even have to look at their phone before they they know the Wi-Fi is off. Something's wrong. Mm. It's not it's not downloading fast enough. The Wi-Fi. <laughs> There's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> There's a disturbance in the my Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi senses are tingling. Yes, yeah. exactly. And we yeah. actually have. Um, the Wi-Fi program to go off at certain times. Mm. So they'll get so engrossed in whatever they're doing immediately. If it goes off, they think that it's a timer. A lot of times, and my, my youngest son will come up to me and be like, Hey dad, can you turn the Wi-Fi back on? I'm like, I haven't even touched it. It might just be glitching for a minute mm -hmm. or two, but yeah. that's where it is. Like soon as it goes out, you're yeah. right. They're up, but yeah. ask these kids to do anything like clean up your room, fold some clothes, 
throughout the track. Oh, exactly. God, really? Let me exactly. do that? Oh, God. I've, I've started the point system. With oh, what, how does that work? Okay, you want to know what the point system is? The point system is this. She constantly wants to go out. She constantly wants to have money to go out. She, you know, she's got to do her schoolwork and all those things. And she makes these grandiose plans and all these things, you know, like a 15-year-old would do that doesn't have money, responsibility, anything. So, and that's okay. I, I, I don't, I expect that. But my thing is, like you just alluded to earlier, you don't want to clean your room. You don't want to do any chores. You don't want to do anything to kind of earn the money that you are getting from us or just or just showing us that you you give a shit, right? The point system basically is she needs, if you want to go out, of course, you have to keep your grades up. I said, if you get, for every A that you bring me in your five major subjects, every marking period, that's a, that's a bonus of $20 an A. I said, then I said, during the week, you need to get 1,500 points if you want to go out. And that, and I created a point system. So like walking the dog is 100 points. Washing additions is 100 points. Cleaning your room is 150 points. Sweeping and mopping. So like any little chores. And she she can get up to uh, 1,500 points. And then every week she gets a certain amount of money. So she can go out, you know, on her Friday and Saturdays. And this week was the beginning of it. Right it now, she might, was working. Right now, she's got about 200 points. Oh, this dude is uh, she, Bob Barker over there. She walked, she walked the dog, and I think she did the dishes one time, and then she did like a half-ass <laughs> like she did like she waited until after I did the dishes. There was like seven cups and like three spoons, and she's like, "I did the dishes." I'm like, word, you ain't do no real dishes. <laughs> Wait till Thursday. She's gonna do like sixty-seven hundred points. <laughs> but actually, get, I bet you she'll be only be two hundred and fifty points. <laughs> exactly. And Elle's probably right. <laughs> Elle is probably right because I don't think she's gotten any points today. And then tomorrow she starts banned. So she's not going to have, she's going to get home and she's going to be exhausted and she's not going to have any time. It's, you know, we take, we take the phone from her by five o'clock, by eight o'clock, all electronics need to be removed from your room and put into our room. You don't need them anymore because what happens is as long as there's Wi-Fi, and they have a plug, those kids will be on electronics till two, three in the morning. Yeah, and then yeah. you get up needing to go to school. Like today, she got up late. She missed the bus, winds up getting on the wrong city bus mm. and is like a mile and a half from her school. And she's got like 15 minutes to get there. Mm. She's on literally on the other side of Jersey City and needs to get onto the other side of Jersey City at 830 in the morning. So, you know, traffic is crazy. There are no buses that go down this particular street at that time of the morning. So I had to call her a car to take her over there, which was, you know, no problem. But it all stemmed from you were up late last night to one o'clock in the morning watching whatever or being online and doing whatever you kids do. And, you know, the only thing that suffers is the fact you don't get enough sleep. Your, your school suffers. And then when you're like in you know, your grades are shit and you're having a problem. You have this breakdown like, oh, we're so hard on you. No, you created this whole situation. I'm sorry. You were very easy on her. You called her Uber. Yeah. No, sir. Only two things are going to happen. You're going to figure out how to get to school Facts. and you're going to be late and you're going to suffer whatever consequences hap or happens or you're going to wait there until I get there which is going to be far worse because I'm going to be bitching at you the entire time I'm driving you to school. I don't do that. No. Do that. But you make it easy. Just get an Uber. No. my uh, Our oldest just did the exact same thing. He was staying uh, a couple of days at his grandmother's house and going to school from there. This dude went the exact opposite of which way he was supposed to go and was uh, at school he was late. He was in Brooklyn. Yeah. And then uh, he was supposed to meet his grandmother at church. My wife was like, oh, can you send it, put some money on his card? I just looked at her. Money what on the card? card. <laughs> I'm not putting, he's got to figure it out. That's why mm. he keeps getting lost in the city. Mm. Well, she got the Uber this morning, but I told her today and she's like, you know what? You know that she has the nerve to say to me, I was going to figure out myself because I knew if I got the Uber, it was going to come with consequences. I said, excuse me. <laughs> I said, excuse me. I, I said, I helped you, you this morning. I helped your monkey ass this morning. And this is the fucking thanks I get. You know, really? 
I thought you were going to say, she said, you know, you got me an Uber uh, X. I would have preferred an XL. <laughs> no. It was so small. It was an Uber share. <laughs> Fuck. I got to share it with somebody? No. It's still COVID season. Why have they opened up Uber share? Yeah. Not for me. But, you know, the, the, the gratitude is, is not there. And it's just like the fuck, man. You know, these are is some entitled kids. But, and, yeah. and we have definitely contributed to it. Yeah, Growing up, do you think if that happened to you, that your mom would call Danny's car service Fuck and have you here. picked up <laughs> and taken to school? I wouldn't, first of all, no. How was I going to call phone. my mother? Exactly. You, how was you, I gonna, on, a, on a pay phone? Yeah. You had a quarter. Where, where, where was my mother at? I don't know where my mother she, was at at the time. She was at mother, work. She was probably at work. She was, so already, there was, no, she was already at work. She you was already at work. So, mom, <laughs> I took the wrong bus. I'm now. I, I should be in Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me, I should let me, be. It should be in Springfield Gardens, but now I'm in Queens Village. Let Can me tell you, you help me? Let me tell you. Something. No, Yo. get on the bus. When Fit when I on. was when I I the work like I tell my I tell my kids all the time. I said we figured it out at a young age. I remember that first year going to 59 and missing the special that used to run up 120 if they used to take us to 59. Waking yeah. up late and missing. So now I got to catch the regular Q, what was it, the Q84, Q4 at the time, yeah. Q4A, whatever it was. 84. Oh, it was the 4A. It was the 4A at the time, right? So I used to catch the Q4A and take me to Springfield. The 77 that ran down Springfield was probably one of the worst buses in fucking Queens because the Absolutely. shit never ran, never on time. Like bus schedules were, were nonsense back then. It was just like whenever you caught the motherfucker. They came having so- to. They came uh, so rarely, and when they did come, they were packed to the gills. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting on this bus, right? Because it was basically all the kids, all the schools were on Springfield Boulevard for the most part. All the major middle schools yeah. were within within either either Springfield or Francis Lewis, one of the two. I had to walk because I wasn't calling my mother. First of all, like you said, I didn't have change for a payphone to call my mother. And even if I called her, she'd be like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm at work. I can't leave work to come take your monkey ass to school, but we're different. We spoil our children. We yes, thought we, we do. We thought we were doing a better job by giving them everything, and all we've created is entitled monsters. Oh, you guys are giving me lessons. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, heed. if I'm not mistaken, my wife told me our oldest said that he never wants to leave home because he knows <laughs> he has it good. <laughs> oh, you're gonna leave home. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, never I don't know where you're gonna go, but you leaving here. <laughs> but Junior, you're 35 years old. It's time for you to leave the nest. He got one year maybe oh, to get it together because he, he's gonna graduate early. But other than oh, wow. that. So he's gonna graduate when? At 17. Okay. Oh, so he's graduating the same time as my daughter, right? He's in the 10th grade this year. Yeah. He's gonna be in 11th grade. No, he's, he's in 10th right now, yeah. He's in the 10th grade now. Yeah. Both of them in the 10th grade. Two years. Two years. I have college I students. I know. They'll be high school graduates. I don't know if they're college students yet. Well, yeah, college. High school, yeah, you're right. You got to get accepted. You got to want to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't make right. sense to force a kid to go to school if they don't want to go. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, and I, my I daughter does want to go, but. I suspect he's going to want a, a year off. I'm not I, putting it out I, there, but I, I hope my yeah. I hope my kids decide that they want to go to Europe for a year and just travel around mm. and do something. Twenty Life years from now? No, 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 not twenty years from now. More like fifteen years, ten, fifteen years, no, ten years from now. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Right, right. Thirteen. Yeah, hopefully, there's a Europe to tri- to to uh, visit. <laughs> exactly. I mean, honestly, or, man, the, or it might be New China by then. Yeah, exactly. That's Hunger Games. <laughs> New China, four, four chicken, four chicken, and two hands <laughs> to go to fried fuck. hard, please. Fried hard. Yeah, you will be delivering their food. Stupid American, you never bring my food hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hitting us with rules in the head and shit. Uh, what if New game. China is the whole world? <laughs> New China. Yeah. America now. Yeah. Formerly known as America is now New China. Yeah. China East. Yeah. <laughs> yeah China West, actually. China West. Yeah, China yeah. West, whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? West China West sounds like a uh, uh, Kanye West kid. 
China West. China West. <laughs> long lost, his long lost Asian child. Decoding 40. I think we're coming to the end of the show, but I wanted, I sent you guys some screenshots that I thought would be funny for us to close the show out with. We have to read them. So I thought if we said it as if it might be from those times, just want to see how it would come out. Okay, TSA. <laughs> how do you okay 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 how do you tell someone they breath stink in shakespeare language alas why does the pudgency of thy breath inflict such a villainous blow which is offensive to thy nostrils the breath of the be that of the fragrance of the passings of the divine body <laughs> Truly I have suffered the slings and the arrows of misfortune by the stench that dwelleth in the deepest pits of your gums. <laughs> the hounds of Haiti have parked before thee, guarding each breath and syllable. <laughs> Is thus a dagger of air which I seen thrown before me with such force towards thy nose? Thou breath fights freshness as much as thine own enemy <laughs> as much as thine own <laughs> enemy surely thou hast not brushed thy teeth upon the rising of the sun of this day flee from my presence for thy stench can my nostrils no longer continue to bear <laughs> hawk who does lie beneath thou art tongue I cannot bear to breathe depart from me <laughs> Why hast thou, Breathis, forsaken thee? <laughs> My dear beloved, thou, Breath, hast betrayed thee in the most wicked way. Death becometh all who encountered a simple whiff. Doubt I understand? My heart weepeth much. <laughs> As I tooketh in air of your breath, when thee leaneth toward my countenance, there was a hint of sourness that crept from your lips. Mighty soldier, thou beareth the breath of a thousand dragons. How dares thy breath smell of cow and pig's dung roasted upon the sun for an eternity? <laughs> LOL. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh. And that is the Shakespeare's version of how to tell someone they breath smell like shit. I'm going to have to remember some of these. That's funny. Yeah. If if you can remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alas, why does that pungent of thou breath inflict such villainous blows? Of which offense to thy nostrils. How does thy breath smell of cow and pigs done roasted upon the sun for an eternity? Mighty soldier, thou bearest the breath of a thousand dragons. Truly I have suffered the slings and <laughs> arrows of misfortune by the stench that dwelleth deepest pits of your gums. <laughs> Were you gargling the urine of a dragon? Because your breath smells like a thousand <laughs> assholes. <laughs> oh. Oh. Thank you, Shakespeare, for your fine work. In thy mouth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess this is the time to wrap up the show. But uh, anybody has any last words before we depart the showeth? I, I think it's important to take uh, mental breaks from social media. Because all of this uh, information that you're taking in is taking a toll and weighing in on your emotions and your mental. And so you have to just be able to guard your gates when necessary. You I must purge the poison of thou with eyes. I, I think you're absolutely right. I do think that social media has a direct impact on our mental health and, and in ways that we haven't seen before. Yeah, most definitely. I learned this week that I made State Farm my bitch. Mmm. Whoops. Whoops. Can you believe this black? He reached out to someone above us. 
He's writing letters. He's, He's writing. a regular. I didn't, I didn't know they write letters. <laughs> he wrote a letter. <laughs> I wrote a letter to the government the other day. Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you, man. Um, what did I learn? I learned that as parents, we probably are spoiling our children because we are trying to do better than our parents did, I think. And we are going the opposite, the exact total other end of the spectrum when it comes to, I think, raising our children sometime when it comes to giving them things that, like you guys had illustrated earlier, our parents have been like, fuck out of here. But I think, you know, we live and we learn and we try to do the best we can to raise our children in this crazy social media finger on a button type of world, man. And that's all I got to say. So true. OK, again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another episode of Dakota 40. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you continue to listen to us every Friday as we come out on all platforms. Just look up Dakota 40. OK, I'm not going to run through iTunes and Spotify and all that other stuff. Just look up Dakota and 40. You'll find us. You listen to us. You'll laugh. You have a good time. And we'll hope to hear from you. Uh, before we go out, L, where where we uh, where we uh, popular this week? Ironically enough, uh, we are sh- streaming Stronger in the Caribbean. And there was a slight tick up in India. India? Yeah. Oh, so I don't know what that's about. Shout out to India. Shout out to the Caribbean. Those platforms are finally- oh, my God. Speaking of India, real quick, I watched 75%, 25% of Triple R over the weekend. It's a three-hour movie. But that 25% that I saw is hilarious. Yeah, okay. Got to look into that. All right, so any last words before we get out of here? Uh, just one. Peace. Peace. Oh, I got one. Oh. What? Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, (laughs) goddammit.